Today's episode of Locked On Warriors is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off on your next order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Monday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. Talking about the Warriors' 117-91 loss to the Lakers Sunday night. A disappointing loss, considering that they went into the game on a three-game winning streak and seemed to be playing their best basketball of the season. But the Lakers, even without Anthony Davis, just wiped the floor with them. And they did so early. By halftime, the Warriors were down by 29 points. And LeBron James' buzzer-beating three at the end of the second quarter felt like a dagger despite there still being an entire half of basketball left to play. So I want to talk about the Warriors' struggles against good teams and the latest Andre Green's injury. But I want to start with this sound from Steph Curry, who said that Draymond came into the locker room at halftime, again, when the team was down by almost 30 points, and said that teams still resent the Warriors for those five straight trips to the finals. We have to remember, even when we're playing well, we won three in a row. You know, teams still want to beat us and beat us bad. They still have, you know, a lot of memories from the last five, six years. Now, the cynic in me says that the Lakers and LeBron being mad about Kevin Durant joining a 73-win team had nothing to do with last night's loss. And the Warriors went out there and looked like a wet blanket. And that is why they lost that game. But that doesn't make what Draymond and Steph are saying any less true. We know over the course of NBA history that teams coming off of dynastic type of campaigns. When LeBron James went to Miami, every team wanted to beat the Heat. They were the villains of the NBA. And even when LeBron James left those Miami Heat teams, that team still had Chris Bosh, they still had Dwayne Wade, Eric Spolster was still the coach, and they were still riding high off of those finals, even the way after they lost in 2014 against the Spurs. Teams always wanted to beat the Heat, And you can even sense now, without Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James in Miami, that teams still want to beat the Heat. The same goes for the Lakers. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, all those teams wanted to always beat the Lakers. They were were showtime, right? They were celebrities. They were the best players in the league. You always wanted to beat Kobe. You always wanted to beat Shaq. Hell, you wanted to beat Shaq when he was playing in Miami. You wanted to beat Shaq when he was playing, when he was washed up and playing for Boston. You wanted to beat Shaq. Teams are still going to want to beat these Warriors. And this is a Warriors team with Steph Curry still in his prime, Draymond Green still playing well, not what he was, still playing well and still mouthing off the way he always does. He is unafraid to say anything to anybody, including Rodney Magruder to anybody else in the league. Teams want to beat these Warriors. Teams want to beat Steph. They want to beat Draymond Green. They want to beat Steve Kerr. And exacerbating that, is the way in which the Warriors won. And no, I am not talking about the fact that they won with Kevin Durant. And that has a lot to do with it. But the fact that they they picked up Kevin Durant, added him to a 73-win team, a team that won that many games and got to the NBA Finals and had won a championship prior to Durant getting there, with this way of playing that had never won a championship before. With Steph Curry and Klay Thompson shooting the lights out with ball movement and all of these great things. All these great things that Warriors fans have come to love and what the Warriors have come to represent. 
teams see that and they want to they want to put that down. They want to stomp the Warriors in that way in which they play. Not to say that teams or players don't like the way that the Warriors play. I think most players in the league, if they were telling you the truth, would love to play in that type of system. But there's a jealousy to that, isn't there? And wouldn't it be nice if you were an opponent, if you were LeBron, if you were anybody else in the league, to beat that system that you may be a little jealous of? So I think what Steph and Draymond are saying is absolutely true. Now that said, it's not an excuse for what you did on Sunday night. You were a wet blanket on Sunday night. You came in with no energy despite winning three straight games. And if you understand that you are going to meet teams that want to beat you this badly, then you can't go out there with that kind of effort, that lack of energy. You can't go out there and play that way on ESPN, national TV. They should be embarrassed for that loss. They should be embarrassed for that loss. And yeah, you're, Steve Kirk can come out and say after the game that they could flush this one down the toilet. No, you can't. You, can't, you don't get to flush this one down the toilet. Because you want to know what? Everybody remembers what they just saw on Sunday on ESPN. Nobody else is flushing this down the toilet. So if you're the Warriors, and you're Steph, and you're Draymond, and you understand that every team is going to give you their best every night because they still want to beat you, even if you're just a fringe playoff team right now, they still want to crush you because of what you did to the league for five years, the way you dominated the league for five years, because, Steph, you won two straight MVPs and you're the only unanimous MVP ever in the history of this game. You understand that teams still want to beat you and you come out playing like that? No, you can't do it. And that, to me, was what was concerning on Sunday. You want to see more of an effort. You want to see them recognize what it was that Draymond Green was saying at halftime and what it was that Steph Curry was saying after the game. Because if you really knew that going into that game, you wouldn't have gotten beaten by 30 points. You wouldn't have been down by 29 at halftime. Maybe this is a turning point for them. You would like to think so. Uh, Coming up, how can the Warriors compete with the top teams in the NBA? That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Do you need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you could do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I've been using Headspace for years, uh, well before that they were uh, sponsoring the Lockdown Podcast Network. I love the morning meditation guides, and I've really come to appreciate the wind-down sessions at night because these late games for the Warriors, uh, by the time that post-game interviews are over and I've written my story and I've, I've done anything I need to do with the podcast, uh, I'm still buzzing, right? I, I even It might be 1 o'clock in the morning, but it's like, you know, coming off of work, you're still kind of buzzing. You need to find a way to wind down, and it's just hard to do that late at night. It's not like I can go get a cocktail or something at night anymore. So I need uh, a way 
to wind down. And that's why I've started to use Headspace at night with these wind down sessions. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash lockedonnba. That's headspace.com slash lockedonnba for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash lockedonnba today. Let's also talk about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. It's time for our stat of the game. The Warriors are now 2-7 against teams with 20 or more wins and have been outscored by 143 points in those games. Now, there's a tangible talent gap between those teams and these Warriors, especially with Klay Thompson sidelined for the season with this Achilles tear. So the question is, can the Warriors compete with these teams when Klay comes back next season? And I think there's no question that they can compete with teams like the Lakers and the Clippers and the Jazz. Those, that's, that's the cream of the crop. That is the class of the Western Conference right now. And I will get to the Eastern Conference here in a second. But the Lakers, two stars. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. The Clippers, two stars, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and we'll see if they come back. Um, and then with Utah, unbelievable starting five, great depth. Donovan Mitchell is making another leap. Rudy Gobert is a legit defensive player year candidate every single season. And what he does on the interior just uh, confounds opponents on a night-to-night basis. But with the Warriors, Steph Curry is still in the middle of his prime. Draymond Green is not at his prime yet, but he is still an impactful player. I know that there's been a lot made about Draymond Green and whether or not he's got a long-term future and and all these things, but the guy is, uh, when you look at his assist-to-turnover numbers, the only player who even compares with Draymond Green right now in efficiency and volume of assists and all these things is Chris Paul. So you have Draymond Green basically running your offense the way that Chris Paul is right now for Phoenix, and Phoenix, by the way, is one of these few teams with 20 or more wins. That's pretty, that's pretty good, okay? So Draymond Green still making a tremendous impact on the Warriors. You add Klay Thompson to that, to a team that also has Andrew Wiggins settling into a nice role. James Wiseman, who will be a year further along in his development. A, 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 a bench that is starting to round out with some depth between guys like Damian Lee and uh, Eric Paschal, Juan Descano-Anderson, Kevon Looney, um, who will be you know presumably on the bench next season. That's a really good team. I don't know that it has the star power, the singular or, or star power that teams like the Lakers or the Clippers have, right? Steph Curry is of that tier. 
But Clay Thompson's not quite there. Draymond Green, like I said, not there anymore. Uh, LeBron, Anthony Davis, two of the top five players in the league. Kawhi, Paul George, two of the top 10 or 11 players in the league. I think with, if you're the Warriors, you have Steph, you have one top five player. I don't really know what Clay Thompson's going to look like when he comes back. Draymond Green is not of that level. But they're going to be more like Utah, right, where they just don't really have a weak point at any po- uh, on any spot in the roster. There's not a, a singular place where you could just attack over and over again. Steph Curry has even gotten so much better defensively that you can't really even attack him in pick and roll the way that you did uh, in, for example, 2016 when LeBron and Kyrie Irving just attacked him over and over again. You can't do that to Steph anymore. And that, with, with, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, is the best shooting backcourt in the league. And I know what Brooklyn is doing with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And what we are seeing from the Nets, we have never seen that combination of playmaking and scoring. We've never seen that, not even with these, those Warriors, the, the dynastic Warriors who had Kevin Durant because Draymond Green really wasn't the scorer and Klay Thompson wasn't the playmaker that we're talking about at that level of guys like Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. But nobody is shooting better than those Warriors, than these Warriors. Even when Klay Thompson comes back, I trust that that three-point shot is going to be there. Nobody will be able to compete with the Warriors from a shooting perspective in that backcourt. And that opens up things so much. Whatever it is that Andrew Wiggins is doing this year, he's only going to be better next year. Ditto for James Wiseman because he's going to have more space and he's going to have more time to develop. Draymond Green's job will never be easier than uh, uh, next season than it was this season. He, all the assists and everything that he's doing, it's just going to be easier next year than it is now. And again, and you combine that with what they can do with this Minnesota pick that's coming up. There is no question that the Warriors are going to be back at the top of the Western Conference. Now, I don't know if I'd be willing to pick them over the Lakers. I don't know if I'd be willing to pick them over the Clippers or even Utah. But they're going to be right there in that mix. They're going to be right there in that mix. As well as Phoenix has played this year, you think that they're competing with the Warriors with Klay Thompson coming back next year? I don't think so. I don't think so. A team like Denver, maybe they have a move to make, but I'll still take the Warriors with Klay Thompson next year over Denver. I take them over Portland. They're going to be right there to me in that group with the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz next year. And that's the, that is the class of the Western Conference. No, they will never wipe the floor with the NBA the way they did. I'm sorry, that's never coming back. That is never coming back. It, it, it will never be a guarantee that you're just going to sleepwalk into the finals. It, that's just not ever happening again. But you could still reclaim status as a legit contender. You could still compete with those teams and give yourself a chance in the postseason. And I think with Steph Curry playing the way that he is, with Klay Thompson returning, with Draymond Green finding ways to impact the games on the margins that, the way he has, with James Wiseman continuing to develop, with Andrew Wiggins giving you a nice, efficient, tidy 18 points per game and playing defense the way that he has, and with whatever else that you can add to this roster next year, I absolutely think the Warriors can compete next season. Coming up, the latest on Draymond Green's injury, but first, let's talk about Built Bar. I used to be a big protein bar guy because I like to have them in the car when I commute to games, and I always found that I was hungry around 4 o'clock, and I wanted not only a healthy snack, but one that could help me get through the rest of my day. And so when the Lockdown Podcast Network brought on Built Bar as a sponsor, I was intrigued. Turns out, these are the best protein bars that I've ever tasted. They satisfy my hunger while I'm busy at work, and they work perfectly with my low-carb and low-sugar diet. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're starting a keto diet, 
And they have 18 amazing flavors. My favorites are peanut butter brownie, toffee almond, and raspberry. And they have nut-free options for those of you who want to avoid nuts. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've gotten a lot of emails from those of you who have tried them. Most of you seem really happy with the product. And I have heard some of you say that you thought that the, the bars were too sweet. Maybe don't go for the German chocolate cake option if that's the case. Try something a little bit more mellow, like apple almond crisp or carrot cake, because I'm telling you, these things are delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off on your next order. Again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. It's time for our Twitter question of the game. This comes from Marva on Twitter who wants to know if Draymond Green will play Wednesday. Uh, Draymond left uh, Sunday night's game against the Lakers during the second quarter. He suffered an apparent left ankle sprain. Um while contesting a layup by Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Again, the Warriors were down by almost 30 points at halftime. No reason to bring him back into the game, try to chase a win and risk his long-term health. Uh, and so he was, he was quickly, it was quickly decided that he would not return to the game. And uh, even before halftime, it was decided because it was that clear it was going to be a blowout. And because, again, no reason to risk that long-term health. All intention, uh, it all appears as if Draymond will play Wednesday against Portland. Uh, we asked Steve Kerr about that after the game. Draymond Green doesn't seem to think that it's of a long-term concern, and the Warriors don't believe that it's that it's going to be an issue. So Draymond Green, as far as we know, should play Wednesday, but it will be something to monitor because he had a right knee issue earlier in the year that he didn't expect to miss a game for. He missed one game because of it. So again, with Draymond Green at this age, with his health history this season, He's already missed five games. You would like to, you know, before we make any conclusions, it's just something that we, we need to keep an eye on. But for now, no real updates as of Monday morning. Nick Cromwell writes in, how can the Dubs get more offensive production from Andrew Wiggins? Do they need to run plays for him? Or is this all they can reasonably expect from him on that end of the floor while he's exerting so much energy on defense? Love the show. Uh, thanks for the compliment, Nick. Um, I think the Warriors could try to push Andrew Wiggins to give them a little bit more offensively. Uh, against the Lakers, he was just straight up bad. Three points on one of five shooting, 0 of three from three-point range. He was a minus 26, but all the starters uh, uh, were somewhere around there. So you would like to see more from Wiggins. Uh, it's hard to hold that against him because everybody was playing poorly against the Lakers. He's, he's kind of efficiently just averaged 17, 18 points per game this season. If he's going to kind of make this all-star turn, that needs to get up to 23, 24 points per game. I'm not sure that that's there. I think once you start trying to lift those, that volume up, you start to lose some of the efficiency that you found. Now, that said, he's going to be a part of the second unit going forward, and there could be ways to pad his stats there and help uh, lift that bench unit when Steph and Draymond are not in the game. Uh, Steve Kerr is kind of rotated between Kelly Oubre being part of that unit or Andrew Wiggins being part of that unit or both. I think Wiggins settling into a playmaking role, uh, one that he doesn't necessarily have to play as a starter, but can help get guys like Damian Lee and, and Eric Paschal and James Wiseman involved as part of that second unit. That could be a nice fit for him, especially going against uh, um, opposing bench players. Makes things a little bit easier for him in that way. So maybe you could start to see a little bit more production from him. And, and, more, and just more support, again, when Steph and Draymond are on the bench, which 
tends to be when the Warriors are, are giving up leads or losing games right now. So I think that could be tremendously helpful. As far as running plays for him, you know, every once in a while, I like when the Warriors do this, they'll run a little post up for him. Wiggins will kind of come down the baseline, cut underneath the rim, and then get into a post up. Uh, somebody will give him the entry pass, and he'll take on a smaller guard that he gets switched on to. And they do that maybe once or twice a game sometimes. I'd like to see them maybe go to more of that. Uh, I, I, they've kind of come away from it a little bit uh, with, with the injuries that they dealt with and the, and the changing rotations and things like that. So I'd like them to go back to that a little bit more. And then let him run a pick and roll every once in a while, especially, again, with that second unit. Um, it's not something that he wanted to do as much as he did in Minnesota. But every once in a while, you can sprinkle that in. And I like what we've seen with Andrew Wiggins, uh, especially with James Wiseman setting screens or even Eric Paschal setting screens. Set a high screen for Wiggins, let him get downhill. We saw that a lot more earlier in the season when Steve Kerr really simplified the offense before you know cranking it up again with all the ball movement stuff. I'd like to see them sprinkle a little bit more of that into his game because if not for that, I don't really think that Wiggins is the kind of guy that's going to uh, aggressively seek out those opportunities. So I think the Warriors need to design some of that stuff, call some more of those plays for him to get him going, especially early in games. I think it would be really helpful. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a five-star review with a question. Um, we will have a mailbag coming up later in the week, and one way to guarantee that it will answer your question is to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and then leave your question in that review. You can also send comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. I'll see you here tomorrow morning.